What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cross Media Show here on the Penultimate Conquest. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Eric Yen, and I will be your friendly neighborhood host for the evening. But before we get into our discussion today, we got a little housekeeping to do. If you are watching this on YouTube, please consider giving us a like and hitting that notification bell so you get updates on all our shows here, like the Penultimate Game Show, Marvel Monday's Initiative, the Cross Media Show, the one we're doing now, Stats on Stats, and Anime Nation. If you're watching this on Twitch and have Amazon Prime, you have a free Prime Gaming subscription. So take some of Jeffrey Bezos' money and give it to us. You got a free one. Please give it to us. Consider that. Uh, so, we have a wonderful show here where we're going to talk about DC Phantom. It was this past Saturday and a lot of fun things to talk about. So, before we get into that, let me introduce our guest for the evening. First up, he is the Italian master of film, Hugo Panay. Hugo, how are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm it's very, very excited to have you here. Fun. Very excited. I've wanted to have you on this show for a while. Because I know we're probably going to get you on here when we do our Matrix stuff later in the year. So, Hell yeah. Definitely. Next up, the queen of positivity herself, Jessica Sanchez. Jessica, how are you? I am doing so good today. Eric, how are you? I, I am fantastic. I'm having uh, an Arnold Palmer right now, a little tea lemonade. I'm excited. Ooh, I have a ginger ale. Uh, just uh, not to start shit, but it's the superior ginger ale. Canada Dry is superior. That is the superior ginger ale. And walk away, Kelsey can eat it. What? What was the other one? What? Which one she did? Like Seagram's? Or something? I don't, even know. I don't even know what it was. It was just—it was so inferior. Uh, and last, I don't even but, know if you can buy. I'm sorry to interrupt, but oh, I don't good. even know if you can buy ginger ale over here. So, I, you know, oh, you're missing out. That's my take. <laughs> and last but not least, the president of the Tom Hiddleston fan club, my wife. Tess again, dear, how are you? Now I see why you said don't look at it, it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> how have you been since in the last like 30 minutes I didn't see you since I went in the PC room? You good? I'm good. You I need anything? So that was nice. Okay. No, I'm good. I have water. Okay. Snacks. Okay. All right. <laughs> Before we get into the news, what has everyone been watching? This is a show about movies, TVs, and such. So Jessica, I'm going to start with you. What have you been watching lately? two very different shows i finished both of them this week uh i finished ted lasso which was my first watch through and midnight mass so. too bad <laughs> same vibes if if you if you're getting too happy you have to watch midnight mass to balance it out so oh, no i definitely ted lasso was the balance there like, huh. midnight mass i binged in two days which was not the correct way to do that <laughs> but i did and uh, I loved it, but just, I'm from Texas, and I'm sure you guys, you know, being from the South, you know that hymns are an unavoidable part of life. You just, they're just everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, that was one thing that stuck with me through after, after finishing that show. Um, so I'd be watching Ted Lasso afterwards, like, man, I need some joy. Give me some joy <laughs> in my life. No spoilers, but yes, this makes me happy. And then uh, all of a sudden... <laughs> Son of a So <laughs> Yeah, nice. it's been a weird week. <laughs> Those are two very very different shows. Uh like I said, paternity leave coming up for us soon, so I definitely got some stuff to watch. So Midnight Mass is definitely on that list. 
Uh, Tessa, dear, what have you been watching? Even though I already know, uh, but let the people know at home. <laughs> Not Midnight Mass, because I saw there was some animal stuff in there, and I can't handle that. So, um, But that being said, um, I've been rewatching Daredevil because I never got past season two. Jessica, you're making a face. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> oh, no, I was trying to think about the animal stuff. It's like there was like violence season. against like cats, especially apparently, and yeah. Yeah, it's end of the first episode, beginning of the second episode. It's like five minutes. Okay, um, I don't know. I'm I'm an emotional mess right now, so maybe not until after. We'll oh, see. that's fair. Okay. Um, but um. I've been rewatching Daredevil because I never got past season two because no matter what, I always dislike Elektra. I, she bores me, and anytime she's popped up, I just drop off. <laughs> but other than that, I am going to be watching season three of You after. That's my next show to plan to watch. So I just saw a tweet that said, if you watch uh, You season three and pretend the main dude is Dennis Reynolds, it's a much better show. Nah. <laughs> so no, uh, I hate to say this. He's a lot worse than Dennis Reynolds. Oh, that's that's so. saying something. Either way, Hugo, yeah. what have you been watching, my friend? Well, I've been going in like I've been watching way too many movies this month. Um, I I did a huge binge of Bond movies. Um, because No Time to Die was coming out, and also we did a Bond movie on the podcast. Um, so there was a bunch of stuff like there, and then. I got really into Watchmen as well at the beginning of the, mo- the month, so I read through the comic. Then I watched the... what what podcast is this that you're on? Oh, I didn't want to be so blatant, but um, it's it's called Remember the Film. So it's me, uh, Jeff Grizz Aldrich, who you might know. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, you guys know, but people listening might not. I don't know. And another friend of his, Josh Bradley, and we basically we do a film club every week, and so we pick film we try to pick something that's underrated or underseen and talk about it every week um anyway so i watched a bunch of bond movies and then i got really into watchmen i read the comic watched the show then also watched like the ultimate cut uh, on christian's insistence the mm-hmm. ultimate cut of watchmen uh, which is surprisingly good um and then i watched some more like indie stuff i watched days of confused for the first time and i just watched no man land okay. yesterday uh, Nomad Lad. Okay, all right. Uh, Christian's about to come through the wall any minute. Talk about Chloe Zhao here. So um, <laughs> let's. Uh... Wait, let's. <laughs> so uh, I have been watching uh, Dark Souls Two Let's Plays. That's all I've been doing. Um, so yeah, watching the retry RKG guys doing oh, it because they're yes. just so Hell great. Yeah. They're so great. Like God, um, Mama Finchie and her kebabs. Right, her kebabs just so good. We actually bought. I think when uh, you could buy the paintings of all the Finchies, we definitely got Mama Finchie. So um, I'm excited. I'm excited to continue that because um, I forgot, like with pandemic and stuff happening, um, I fell off the Sekiro one, and so I know all the rest of those episodes are up. So I've been watching all of the games like in order. Um, so I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to that one. Um, but all right, great. Um, so few more housekeeping things. Don't forget, we have merch. Check out our website, penultimateconquest.com. We got a bunch of gear. We just added some gear for our lit RPG show, Stats on Stats. So check it out. Speaking of which, there will be a new episode of that coming up soon. So stay tuned for that one. And don't forget to check out Christian's review of Jet the Far Shore as well on the website. He did a really good job with that one. So please support us on the website. Um, So let's get straight into the news. Uh, 
Um, so the first thing I got up here, the IATSE strike will not happen as a new deal is in the works. That's really good. And a lot of people on the internet were like, oh my God, how is this going to affect all our Mandalorian stuff? Like, that doesn't matter if people aren't getting paid and um, working conditions aren't well. So I think just genuinely across the board, this is just a really good thing that this is happening. I think they, they get uh, more, much more time on weekends. They get an increase in pay. Um, safety stuff. I, I haven't read the whole thing, but that's always good when people get paid for doing their work. So, wonderful news. Yeah, basically, they were striking because that some deal was up and they wanted an increase in minimum wage. I think uh, they wanted more off off hours between shifts mm -hmm. and increased pay for the new services because I think one of the big issues was how you know streaming affects how people get paid in the industry because all the old contracts were based on you know either you know cinemas or tv yeah and so that that was one of the big sticking points and yeah i'm happy this is happening um if the strike did go on i would support it yeah of course very strongly because you know they deserve to get paid for what they do yeah and there's already so much stuff to watch so yeah what you say jessica and safe working conditions. That uh, yeah. that turnaround time between when they had to go home at night and when they were expected to be there in the next morning, unacceptable. That's like, you know, yeah. right to work style places that shouldn't exist in a place where, you know, like California, where we have very strong labor laws. Yeah. I think I read there has to be a minimum of 10 hours in between work times, shift times. So um, that's good. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's wonderful news. Um, this is not movie or TV related, but today we found out Elden Ring did get delayed, which is sad. It's a month. Um, a week after yep. Horizon Forbidden West, so that's going to be a fun, fun week for me. Um, but, yeah, you can sign up for the technical test now. But enough about video games, which, you know, we'll talk about a few later. But um, Some box office numbers this past weekend. Uh, Ridley Scott's new film, The Last Duel, underperformed heavily at the box office uh made about i think five million domestically uh which is not not great with the what'd you say dear uh, what was the budget again about north of a hundred million i believe which um if the first weekend is any indication of how that film's going to perform that's that's not good um you yeah, know it's they're already writing it off as a big loss because like there's no way it makes the budget back yeah because this that I'm sorry. Was I the only one put off by the hair in that trailer, though? Like Ben Affleck's hair? No. Yeah, and Matt Damon. Matt like, Damon. Their hair yeah. was Looks so off-putting. Like, I didn't even want to look at their faces because their hair was so bad. But anyway, I'm sorry. That was just a small side note. Yeah. It reminds me still, of still when Matt sad. Damon played Loki in uh, <laughs> It was like that level of, like, this wasn't on purpose. Or like, um, I don't know if anyone else watched the season finale, or series finale of Supernatural, but that god-awful mm. wig they put Sam in for his older appearance was just really laughable. It was kind of that same level. But anyway. Adam Driver didn't need a wig because he already has majestic hair. So that, that that's all I need. His hair did look but, great. Adam Driver, man. What a he dude. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also... Um, Halloween Kills had a pretty, really good, pretty, really good, I can't believe I said that, had a really good uh, opening weekend of $50 million, which, you know, in, like, pandemic times for a horror movie, that's actually really good. No, no matter what, you know, it's been very critically divisive, 
on the internet, but still like fifty million dollars with also a hey, you can watch it here on Peacock. That's a really good opening weekend. Um, so props to them. Uh, having had the chance to see it yet, but I look forward to seeing it soon. But it's always good when films do well at the box office. Um, so I also oh I skipped over it. Uh, so Disney announced today a huge plethora of delays coming to their films. A um, couple of here big ones a lot of marvel ones so doctor strange is getting delayed two months um from march 25th to may the 6th thor love and thunder is getting delayed two months uh black panther wakanda forever is getting delayed four months uh indiana jones film i don't know why we need a fifth one. Oh my god um getting delayed a full year which is wild um an untitled disney life i'm sorry you go go ahead Indiana Jones has already had something like five release dates. Like it was set to release in 2019, then 2020, and then 2021, and then Spielberg left, and then you know, I don't know if that's going to come out. To be honest, I, it'll be a perpetual just delay until yeah, you know, straight I think to DVD. If a certain amount of money on it by this point. They're just going to be determined to For put sure. it out. Yeah, uh, yeah, they'll probably have to. They probably spent you know 50 million dollars on Harrison Ford alone for that. So. Yeah, um, and I feel like them signing on James Mangold means it it is happening. It's just like keeps getting delayed. Yeah. So, um, an untitled Disney Honestly, live action film. Oh, Jessica, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just I I understand it's a bummer that you know things are still being affected at this point, and I it is a bummer that these things are moving. But at the same time, my concept of of time has become non-existent. So. If you had asked me this morning, when are those movies coming out? I would not have been able to give you a solid date. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, bummer, but also we'll see them when I see them. Of course, yeah. Uh, another few ones, uh, the Marvels movie with Captain Marvel and uh, Monica Rambo is getting delayed. A few months getting pushed to 2023. Ant-Man the Wasp is being pushed five months in 2023. There are two Marvel movies that are being removed from the schedule, which is strange. Um and a couple of moves. I think I read about this earlier that it's due to a lot of how the creative process is now. Um, they're moving these dates along. Um, but you know, I guess we'll see. All we have left now is Spider Man. Spider Man is still there for us, everyone. He'll always be there for you. Just don't expect him to save you if you're on a building or something. So, um, anywho, yes, that is the news. And the Eternals premieres tonight. So again, Chloe Zhao again. I do. Can I do a small flex? Oh, please um, flex. The actual. So the, tonight is the premiere in Hollywood, mm. and it's an invite-only event. But on Sunday, they are doing the first sc- public screening of the film at the Rome Film Festival, and I got a ticket. So I'll see the movie five days from now. That is awesome. <laughs> yep. Very excited. Oh man, I'm I'm really jealous of that. Yep. Um, I, Tess, are you good? I know that was like your most anticipated movie the rest of the year. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, yeah. so I think that's really weird that I'm looking forward to that more than Spider-Man, but yeah. Hey, it's okay. I mean, same to be honest, but we'll see. All right, Z, you want to have any thoughts on the news or anything before we get into the meat and potatoes of this show? Not really. Into the dome. 
Time to get into the dome. That's right, Jessica. It's time to talk about DC FanDome. Happened on Saturday. Um, so this is, for those of you who are not aware, DC FanDome is the online event that DC Warner Brothers puts on for kind of like a Comic-Con thing for them. Um, and they talk about new updates for all films, TVs, TV shows, comics, video games, all that stuff. So, uh, and it was a big one. Uh, I think it was a little bit bigger than last year in terms of like things happening. Um, remember last year we got the first look at the Batman and uh, stuff about Black Adam. But this year we got some more, we got a lot of footage, I think, this year. So um, I got all the major ones here. So we're just going to go through each one. See how y'all feel about all of them. Uh, the first thing that came up is they actually showed Black Adam footage. Um, the Rock uh, out there being um, Black Adam. And the film is all still on for July 29th, 2022. So did we all see this footage of Black Adam? Yep. Uh, Jessica, I'm going to start with you first. What did you think of it? So I don't know a lot about Black Adam. Um, but the way for me that they were hyping it up and they're like, oh man, this is so exciting. Black Adam's coming, blah, 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 this, this, this. And I'm like, he's a villain, you know? <laughs> it was, but it's The Rock. Everybody's excited <laughs> about The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was really funny that they were like, oh, he's been really getting his body into Black Adam shape. I'm like, how is it different from his normal shape? <laughs> he's already huge. Why does he need to be bigger? Did you notice when they actually showed him, you could tell that there was something, either the costume or some CGI that made him look even bigger than he already is? Or was that just me? No, his chest was huge. Yeah, like his, too much. Oh my god, there was moments where I'm like, oh, that looks, that looks weird. Honestly, when they showed him working out and stuff and like doing all the flexing and stuff, I was like, he weirdly looks smaller than he used to be like he got leaner and yeah, sure. then they showed him in the costume was like ah <laughs> but yeah so i think an interesting thing about this is that uh lawrence share is doing the cinematography for this film and they also did joker so i'm mm -hmm. wondering to see how this film is going to look because uh it's probably you know going to have these very giant um open depictions of like an egypt style setting so i wonder how that's going to look um I, that's in, I and like Pierce Brosnan is playing Doctor Fate. It's it's gonna be like he was saying like I've done four Bond films and this is the craziest thing I've done. I'm like that's you kind of went to the moon a few times, Pierce, in those movies. So hey, we'll see how it is. Um, but Black I mean, Adam, yeah. Tessa, was that you? Oh yeah, I was just saying. I was gonna say the Bond films he was in was how long ago? I mean, things have changed. It could be a little crazier. It's true. Yeah. But. Um, I'm I'm very in for Pierce Brosnan as this weird character. Oh, uh, like I love the beard that he's rocking. He looks ridiculous, but in a great way. And uh, you know, I like that guy. He's not in a many great movies, but I'm always happy to see him <laughs> pop up. He he is fun to watch, even though he cannot yeah. sing, as we found no. out in Mamma Mia. So that's uh, he cannot. All right. Uh, so next up, we got some new looks at Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Uh, still on track for December 16, 2022. Not a lot of footage here. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, we got some new concept art. We got the new Black Mana suit. And mm -hmm. the new Aquaman suit. And um, James Wan talking about how this is going to be more of a globe-trotting event than the first movie. Looks very colorful, which I like. 
Um, but Jessica, were you a fan of the first Aquaman movie? Okay. This this is safe. This I, is safe. If you didn't like, it's it's okay. I have a very low bar when it comes to what I think. <laughs> the movie is. Mm -hmm. Like, did I have a good time? Yes, it's a good movie. <laughs> Which, you know, you talk to Jake about that, my partner, and, and he will argue about whether I have good taste or not. Um, but I did have fun with this movie. I did think that the story was a bit all over the place, and it was very like, oh, plot point, you know. Um, but I, I think that Jason Momoa is a fantastic Aquaman. I think that he, he really brings an energy to the role that makes it fun to watch for a character that honestly not that many people cared about in the first place. So, you know, is it is it is it on the level of, let's say, uh, you know, an original Iron Man movie? No! Better than Iron Man 2? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm gonna... <laughs> it's a fun time. It was a fun time. I, I remember when we watched the movie, I'm like, oh, this is really fun. Not great. It was fun to watch. A, a giant adventure throughout the world. Um, uh, Hugo, did, did you like Aquaman? I think Aquaman's fine. But, like, I, my favorite part of this presentation is where they were hyping up, oh, this is going to be a globetrotting adventure and lots of uh, crazy action. Like, I feel like that's what the first movie was. Yeah. But they're not really, they're not really telling me what, why this is different. But mm. And also, like, a lot of the same characters coming back. I'm, I'm not quite sure what they're doing with it. But mm. my favorite part of the actual presentation one was when they just showed Jason Momoa being really excited about this. And he was like, oh, this is, you know, this movie is tackling a lot of issues environmentally. <laughs> and I was like, cool, dude, that's... You just and my favorite part is that he was just in Dune, which is like one of the great environmental sci-fi epics of all time, and he's like, yeah, this is Aquaman is doing it though. Hey, I, I like. I'm happy really that funny. he's happy. Yeah. So that's like, it. oh, he's he's always fun. I mm -hmm. I really like him. He just has a fun vibe. I'm I'm into. Every time Jason Momoa come like on the screen in anything, I always make sure I say, Tess, are you good? Are you good? Are you okay? <laughs> So I know she's excited for Aquaman, isn't that right, dear? Yeah, I'm hoping that they use Patrick Wilson a little better for the second one because I love him so mm. much, and obviously he was not a good, he wasn't used very well in the first one, but yeah. He's a classically uh, trained opera singer. Make we just give yeah. him like a <laughs> Have him sing the fish. <laughs> it's it's still wild that Aquaman is the highest grossing DC film. Like that baffles me. Like, is, is it really? I, is it like DC EU? No, just DC. DC like any DC film ever that, for a DC character ever? is okay. the highest grossing. I think it beat God. it beat Dark Knight by like a hundred million dollars. I think, which is wild. Because I mean that that kind of movie is, is definitely it's one of those like big popcorn budget action movies that um, you know like Chinese audiences go crazy for. Like that's why like the Fast and the Furious movies are so make so much money is because of like China and stuff. So I think yeah. that that could be why uh, it made so much money. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Aquaman, uh, Lost Kingdom uh, looks fun. Anything with James Wan, that. I'll watch. I do want to say one thing, just because I feel like it has to be touched on. Um, I am curious to see if their numbers are reflected by the fact that they kept Amber Heard in their film. But, um, yeah. 
I did find it interesting because I kept telling you that um, whenever they showed like the little bit of footage they showed, I was like, they literally are showing her for like two seconds at a time and they're focusing everything they have on like Jason Momoa and like they're trying, it's almost like they're trying to like distract because they know it's still a hot issue. But yeah. Yeah, we'll so. definitely see. Um, uh, but the next yeah. next big thing we had, we had the new Suicide, Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady. I uh, got a new story trailer there. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, no new date given, still 2022, even though I think it's going to get pushed because, you know, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad in the same year. Um, I think that'll be interesting. Uh, the only tidbit of information I saw with this one is that Wonder Woman in the game appears to be the only Justice League member who's not Brainiac. That's what I'm calling it. Um, yep. So that'd be fun to see. Uh, I'm excited. It's weird to think that this is still in the Arkhamverse because I know they it had that. Is, yeah, it is quite weird. Like they had that one shot of the Batmobile. I'm like, who the fuck is driving that? So mm, um, I don't know. And uh, the thing is, like, it really. I, I felt some tonal whiplash compared to the Arkham games um, with this because it's like it's so completely different, mm. and I don't understand how this is in the Arkhamverse, but then Gotham Knights apparently isn't. But like, it's weird. It's 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 a strange one because I think that. Um, I'm excited for like a new take, um, like for them to try mm-hmm. something new, not like dark and gritty and stuff. But the thing I'm concerned about is we haven't seen any gameplay for this yet. Like Gotham Knights, we saw gameplay for at least, so we yeah. know what that game's going to be like. We have I have no idea what uh, Suicide bleh, Suicide Squad is going to be like, but we'll see. Maybe they'll have something at the Game Awards. Who knows? I can see that would yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. And also, this is the games as a service game. Yes, mm-hmm. I think I think so. Well, I mean. They're saying it, it is, oh, you can play it solo or you can play it for player co-op. And it's, it's not very clear whether it, it will be a games as a service or just like a co-op game. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're communicating that very well. It's, um, it's hard when you just talk about it once a year. It's hard to get mm-hmm. new updates on that because at least like Gotham Knights, we're still we're getting something every now and then, even if it's just a casting or whatnot. But uh, yeah. Um- I'm curious to see if it ends up like an Avengers situation where you can play online, but you can also play just by yourself. I think they did and confirm. You can still switch characters back and forth as you want. I think they did confirm it's going to be like that, where you can play the whole thing solo and you have your three squad mates with you. So, yeah. Well, something I just thought about as we rewatched the trailer is that they have a new Floyd Lawton, which I don't know how they're going to explain since, you know, Floyd Lawton already existed in the Arkhamverse. So it'd be interesting to see how they did that. What if they just show his head being blown off in the beginning? Like he wasn't the real dead shot or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, next up, uh, we got a new look at the Peacemaker trailer with John Cena, and that just looks so fun. I, 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 really, liked, I really liked Peacemaker and Su- the Suicide Squad, even though, you know, kind of an asshole. But uh, yeah. especially the shot with the eagle, the CGI eagle hugging him. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a blast with this. So uh, let's go around the uh, table here. Uh, Hugo, what did you think of the Peacemaker trailer? And did you like I, the Suicide Squad? I really did like the Suicide Squad. It, it, I mean, it's my favorite DCEU movie. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that. And um, I feel like he was, he was great in that movie. And I think the character and just the the take that James Gunn brought to this character is good enough to carry a TV show. Um, my only thing with the show is like, it, it looks like a TV show in, in a way that the movie, like the movie cinematography was so striking. Um, 
and it, I did notice that a lot. Like it, it does look a bit flat. And to be completely fair, the Marvel TV shows I have the same complaints about. Oftentimes, they don't look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It, it seems like more of a comedy comedy type show. So I don't know if that'll be too much of a drawback. What I think is interesting if they do go fun. more comedy because like when he was in the movie, like he had a bunch of funny stuff. Uh, he oh, yeah. he was I think with Bloodsport seriousness Peacemaker was always there to, like lighten the mood, mm-hmm. so I'm interested to see how you know he has a whole show with that. I know they're going to bring in Vigilante, um, and I'm interested to see what other DC characters they bring in. Jessica, what did you think? Same questions for you. Did you like the trailer and did you like the Suicide Squad? I loved Suicide Squad. I thought that it was uh, a lot of fun. I thought that they really balanced this tone of like this crazy hyper violent, um, ridiculous you know superhero movie i guess with just a comedy that doesn't take itself very seriously is very james gunn um i i'm really excited about peacemaker um what i'm for me what i'm concerned about is you know peacemaker left that movie in a very very specific way and i'm curious what they're going to do what his arc is going to be for this show because the characters that they have him um, paired with look fun and look interesting um, but I'm curious you know especially when they bring in his father character like I'm curious how this is going to uh, come off as a, as a, as a... I, I hope they have a scene where he was like very scrawny as a kid and then it's just like <laughs> he just turns into John Cena um, I think that'd be great uh uh, Tessa, same questions for you. Um, well, uh, I love the Suicide Squad. Um, but also, I had this discussion with you already. And yes, obviously, like, I'll get over it. But I'm going to have a difficult time going into the Peacemaker show being like, oh, yeah, it's Peacemaker. Let's watch this. Let's root for him. Because he did kill off probably... Um, one of the most redeemed characters in the Suicide Squad, so um, R.I.P. Joel Kinman. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I grew very attached to him throughout the movie, and then just to see him so brutally just done, I was like, okay, well, F you. Um, but, I will say, the Suicide Squad had one of my favorite scenes in a DC movie, which is the oh, wait, where'd all the rebel fighters go? Why didn't anyone alert us? Wait, what? <laughs> And you just see the arm come out. <laughs> but anyway. Which is wild that you mention it because like if you would have told me like twenty sixteen Rick Flag would be loved. Like if you so after <laughs> Suicide Squad, if you're like, Oh yeah, people are gonna love this character in about four or five years. No way. No way. They oh really shit. Him, though, yeah. in the second movie. It did a lot. I hated him. I'm just talking yeah. a lot of crap about him in that first uh... <laughs> Well, even just through the first like twenty minutes of the of the movie, I was talking a lot of crap, and uh, yeah, they brought him back. I was upset at the end. Yeah, yeah. It, like in the first movie, he wasn't. He was barely a character. He was like, mm. oh, I'm here to deliver the plot. I'm here to be, you know, vessel for, you know, Waller, and, and I don't really matter. I'm just out of here. So it's like I don't know, the fact that he James Gunn managed to take a movie that no one liked and make all the elements of that movie great in the new one is i think really impressive i think also too my opinion was kind of shaped because after i watched the uh, after i watched the first suicide squad 
I was the same. I was like, eh, he's like a he's a mop of a character, whatever. And then I watched Altered Carbon, which he does an amazing job in. And then I appreciated him more as an actor there. And then, yeah, going into the movie, seeing that, I was like, oh, hey, he's actually really good. <laughs> but, yeah. I just think uh, HBO Max, just like with Disney Plus, is great like for these uh, for creative types because you can literally come up with a bunch of stuff like, hey, I want to try this. Oh, okay. We'll make it like a six-episode show. Yeah, if you want to try that, that's wild. Like we're getting, you know, a Hawkeye show where it's like, hey, I just want to go around New York and just do some, you know, um, deal with some mob stuff. Oh, cool. Here's six episodes. Go right ahead. Oh, I want to make a Peacemaker show. All right, here's eight episodes. Try it out. And like, it, you don't have to watch him dance in his tidy whities I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Eric. No, it's fine. It's just it shows like I think that even though sometimes you know if the, like streaming services are okay, I think they really shine here because it'll give creative people a chance to really put some cool stuff out there. Like, I don't think we would have gotten a Peacemaker movie, but the fact that we're getting a Peacemaker TV show just shows how dedicated now studios are. Like, hey, let's see your vision. Because, like, even though, like, Suicide Squad didn't make, like, at the box office a lot, relatively speaking, I think yeah. a lot of people loved it. Um, and so they're giving it more chances to, you know, live on with these shows. And so I think that's really great. And, and with DC specifically, they are kind of, I mean, I think it's a major theme of the fandom in general. They're kind of throwing everything out the wall to see what sticks. And, mm -hmm. and they're giving a lot of different people the possibility of working with their property. Um, you know, it's kind of difficult to follow exactly what is canon with what and whatever, but it doesn't really matter ultimately because their movies are definitely improving and, you know, I'm sure the TV shows will be good as well. So Absolutely. Um Another bit of note here, uh, they did reconfirm, I think. They mentioned last DC fandom. That's a weird sentence to say. Last DC <laughs> fandom. <laughs> like, this is, like, you know, common occurrence in life now. Um, that the live-action Static Shock movie is still in the works. Michael B. Jordan is still producing this. Um, did, uh, did everyone here watch Static Shock, the cartoon? Nope. nope. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay, well. Jessica, you said it. you did? Oh. Yeah, it was just, it was one of my standard Saturday morning cartoons that I watched every week. It was, um, you know, it was he had an amazing outfit, and also every week was so interesting with the stories that they would put together. So Static is one of those characters that I've always wanted to see come back, um, and I was really excited to hear Michael B. Jordan's interest in it, and a little disappointed that we didn't get more. Mm-hmm. Um. I yeah, Stack Shock was great. Like especially when the episodes like Batman came in, I thought that was awesome. I it was just so nice like seeing you know a DC cartoon with a black male lead. Like at the time, that was revolutionary. And so um, I'm excited to see where they go with this because uh, I know Stack Shock's a very popular character. And speaking of that, the, the, the Static Shock announcement or confirmation or whatever came with this um what, what do they call it the milestone mm -hmm. initiative which is what dc are trying to do to improve their diversity and so they're basically trying to tell more diverse stories with more diverse writers and and directors and apparently the static shot movie will have a m very you know mostly black uh, main crew behind it which i think is great That's awesome and you know 
Michael B. Jordan being interested in it especially helps because you know the guy can move things along. Yeah, he sh- he should be Static Shock, even though I don't know, he might be a little old to play the character, but maybe an older Static Shock, who knows? Uh, yeah. But yeah, that, that's great. Like that's awesome. Speaking of awesome things, they gave Superman a new motto: uh, "Truth, justice, and a better tomorrow." I think that really stands more to the character than you know the archaic truth, justice, and the American way, because you know that that's a we don't have yeah. time to get into why that's a whole smorgasbord of mess right there. Um, but uh, I think this new motto is great. Um, so, yeah, Superman is great. I think, like, it's wild for me because, like, if you would have told me 10 years ago Superman would be in my top five favorite comic book characters of all time, I'd be like, you're crazy. But, oh, man, the, thing, the things they've done this last decade with Superman have been fantastic. Um, so, just a little tidbit there. Um, first big movie... I guess Black Adam, but one I was looking really forward to, The Flash. We showed our first footage of The Flash, got like a 70-second um, uh, teaser. Um, Michael Keaton, baby. Saw them bad ears. I'm very, I'm very excited. Even though I don't like the Burton movies, I did like Michael Keaton's Batman. So I'm, I'm very excited for this. Uh, did you? What did you guys think of the Tess, I'm going to start with you. What did you think? Because I know you watched it with me. Um, well, uh, I still, I don't know. I know a lot of people have an issue with it. Um, a lot of people don't like Ezra Miller in the role because they say he's like really awkward and kind of like uncomfortable looking and so on and so forth. I kind of like that about it because I feel like it kind of fits him in a weird way. Um, especially like being like more newer to his, uh, role as the Flash, it's not like he's been established for, you know, 10 plus years, like he is in the Justice League cartoon. And even then, because people compare it a lot to that, I've noticed, um, they're like, he's so smooth talking. And I'm like, no, he really isn't. Like, if you go back and watch this, his dialogue is awful and awkward there, too. Uh, but I really like the suit that they gave him. Uh, I think that looks really nice. Um, I am going to get a lot of hate for this. I don't necessarily like Michael Keaton as Batman, so um, that, I mean, I think it's cool that they're doing it, but it's also kind of lost on me. It's not like I'm like, ah, oh, hell yeah, Michael Keaton's Batman. It's great to see it. It's it's fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it's going to be really fun from what we saw. But yeah. So. All right. I don't have a lot on that. I don't have a lot of opinion. Gotcha. Uh, Jessica, what do you think? So I had kind of, like, this had fallen off my radar a little bit. I was aware that it was coming, um, but just all of the production delays and all of this weird issue. Also, sorry about my lighting. The sun's going down. Oh, it looks like an album cover right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I I was kind of back and forth, but when this became, um, oh, I just had a brain fart, Uh, a Flashpoint story when I when I was aware of that that was where they were going with it what they were going to be doing with it then I'm suddenly like I'm back in mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a, it's such a fun story and anytime you do any um, in-universe time travel that always starts off you know you, you've got so many things you could be doing with it which is I mean I, I guess how we get Keaton um, maybe I don't know we'll see <laughs> like we don't know that that's Keaton with the ears we just yeah. you know that would be that, right? Really, Val Kilmer. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Please. 
George Clooney. Give me George Clooney, please. <laughs> I will like if they do a George Clooney joke. Like they just have they should just pay him for one scene where he just puts the costume on again and they just. <laughs> He just speeds past him. Not you. No need you. <laughs> or they just share the suit with the bat nipples and that's it. Did you see the nipples? Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> My brains just both went there. <laughs> Love you so much. No, uh, oh, yeah, but, you know, anytime you have anything, you know, kind of multiverse-ish, I'm always excited. I, I love the possibilities that it brings up. So I'm excited. I, I, I'm, I'm eh about Ezra Miller, you know, but... I'm curious to see what happens. And I think it's going to be, again, low bar. I think it's going to be a fun time. All right. Uh, Hugo, what do you think? I think, um, I think Keaton being back as Batman is awesome. I just think the, the imagery of uh, the, 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 like the, the actual art design that they did with the Burton movies is so iconic that just bringing it back is instantly exciting, whether you love those movies or not. Like, I haven't seen them in 10 years, but... I still, you know, I, I, I have that image burned in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, on the movie overall, I feel, feel like there's two scenarios where when it's either like a really fun, interesting, um, weird adventure that they do where they hop in and out of different timelines, or they could use it as like a big reset of the whole universe and just make it a whole big two hours of setup for what will be the future of DC, and which I really wouldn't like. I, I hope they focus on telling a really fun story and then maybe off of that they build other stuff later yeah um but what they showed seems fun uh, is ezra is it just me or is ezra miller playing two versions of flash um it seems yeah. to me like yeah, he's they're... playing himself as the younger version and then there's another version where he seems older and more like sure yeah. of himself or yeah something. there were two ezra miller ezra millers in that final shot with him so yeah. um um I do have one more thing to say about Ezra Miller. He had one of my favorite scenes in the Justice League film, even though that was also, you know, a whole bundle of mess that we won't get into, um, which is whenever he goes to see Bruce and he sees the Batarang fly by. Like, the look on his face, the sheer, like, amazement and everything. Like, I just thought that was so perfect. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, suit looks great. Um, let's go. That's all I got to say. Um we also got some updates on the Blue Beetle movie and the Batgirl movie. Um, they did uh, confirm she will have red hair. She will have a cow, which is exciting. And the Blue Beetle, um, that artwork they did for Blue Beetle looks really cool. Um, so I'm excited. I'm interested to see how they're going to get audiences up for a Blue Beetle movie. So, hey. The, um... I, I don't know anything about Blue Beetle, but um, I think I, I read they're doing the same thing where a lot of the casting crew will be latin x and so i think that's already i think that's already a step in the right direction and yep. you can probably tell a story that's more relevant to that character yeah and hopefully they can make something fun with it of course um yeah jolo mariduena is my baby he is my son i have hmm. adopted him and uh i am very excited for him to jump into this he's got a lot of excitement about it he's got a lot of passion about this um yeah, Blue Beetle is not a super well-known character, um, but, you know, if you look, and I'm not going to compare this to the beginning of Marvel, because obviously, you know, it's not the same. There are two very different hands at work that are handling this, but a lot of characters that were not necessarily, you know, 18 characters, like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, stuff like that, 
have gotten new life with these movies. And I know it's a TV show, or is it is it a movie? I think it's a movie. Okay. If I remember correctly, it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why I feel like it's going straight to streaming. I don't know. We'll see. But, you know, I, I coming off of Cobra Kai, you know, I'm hoping that that's going to bring a little bit of an audience uh, as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I'm really excited about this. Uh, you know, I'm all for more uh, Latinx characters in in everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're literally everywhere. Let's just let's get some more of us on screen. Now. <laughs> well said. Well said, Jessica. Um, next up. We had Gotham Knights trailer. We got a new trailer for Gotham Knights, and this looks just so good. Like the Court of Owls stuff looks so freaking good. Oh man, I'm I'm way more excited for this one than I am the Suicide Squad game as of right now, because uh, Court of Owls is just fantastic. If you haven't read the Court of Owls storyline, please do. It's so good. Um, let's see. You got some updates for. Um, I'm trying to speed this along here because there's definitely obviously one thing I want to spend a little bit more time on. Um, the DC animated movies for 2022. We got uh, a Catwoman anime movie, it looks like. That looks fun. Uh, I think Stephanie Beatrice is playing uh, Batwoman, which I thought was fun. Um, Constantine. There's a new Constantine movie coming out with Matt Ryan returning as Constantine. Very excited for that. Uh, I'm not watching because it's not Keanu. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Not much more about that than we know of. Um, and then there's a te new Teen Titans Go movie. Hell yeah. Let's go. I love Teen Titans Go. Hold on. What about the fun little Aquaman cartoon? Oh my god, that's right. They <laughs> yeah, had like that, that. Yeah, that, they showed that little Aquaman thing, which you can watch now on HBO Max. And it looks fun. Uh, looks like the Adventure Time people did it. I don't the, know. the chair got me so much in the trailer. I'm sorry. I just I had to make sure you mentioned that. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have uh, first little footage of Harley Quinn Season 3. Uh, I know the Harley Quinn show is very beloved. Um, so, um, awesome. And we got new updates on Batman Caped Crusader, the TV show with J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, um, Bruce Timm, all them. Uh, it looks fun. Got that 40s noir style. Um, looks really interesting. Um, they're, they're describing it as, I think... Uh, What's the name? Matt Tim, is it? No. Uh, Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim, yeah. He, he was saying, oh, basically, I'm going back and I'm pretending as if it was the 90s and I could do whatever I wanted with Batman again. But now, because J.J. Abrams is behind it, I don't really have any restrictions. So, like, this could be really, really good. Mm -hmm. Especially if this is going to HBO, Cartoon Network, and HBO Max. So, yeah. hopefully, like, hey, hey, you have, go do whatever you want to. He said... Bruce Tim said in it, it's more animated series than Batman the Animated Series. So I'm like, oh, let's go. Especially yeah. they said, like, there's no Justice League here. It's just Batman. I'm like, oh, yeah. Let's do it. Yep. Um, next up, uh, we got a behind-the-scenes look at Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Uh, we got Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu as the villains, which I'm very excited for. That That's going to be a fun time. Shazam! 1, super fun. Super fun movie. I think that was, like, for me, like, the turning point of DC films, where I'm like, oh, man, they're actually going in the right direction now. Um, so, really excited for that. Uh, we got confirmation that Wonder Woman 3 is happening. Which, you know... Did we need that confirmation? I, I don't know. Wonder Woman 84, really, oof. Is, 
Patty, like Patty Jenkins is still signed on. Yes. Right? Yes. So like regardless of what happens, it'll be a f quite a long time because like she's doing the Star Wars movie first. Yes. Um. So. Isn't that something Jessica and I bonded on before, or am I thinking of someone else? No, it wasn't. Uh, I thought it was you, Jessica, but it wasn't. Well, to be it fair, was... we, do, we, we have some brain cells in common, so <laughs> it does, yeah, that, that does sound like something we would do. <laughs> so, I apologize. I got really excited for a second, but uh, anyway, All right. I'm not going to do that. So, Wonder Woman 3. All right, it's time. Okay, I've, I've saved this for last. Obviously, because they saved it for last. This is the reason why I had you guys on this show. It is now time to talk about the Batman. Because <laughs> we got a new trailer for the Batman. Some new behind-the-scenes stuff. And I'm just going to send it to you guys first to hear your thoughts. Uh, Tessa, I'm going to start with you. What did you think? Oh, I think it looks beautiful. Um, that final shot in the trailer was perfect. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I will say I'm getting irritated with people saying that it's not realistic enough. Um, like people are trying to say that, you know, um, he's running down a hallway with AK-47 fire and he was just walking it off. And I'm like, okay, if we can give suspension of disbelief to, um, you know, Marvel films, we should be able to do the same for DC films, first off. And second of all, he is a billionaire that dresses as a bat i'm sure that he can figure out how to reinforce his shit so that he doesn't get hurt um, <laughs> but yeah uh, it looks really good though and I'm, I'm really excited for it um i was kind of iffy um on catwoman but this trailer actually made me appreciate that casting choice a little more i will say that um but yeah i think it looks really good and it's it's looking real solid. Um, the cinematography is really nice in the trailer, so I hope that carries over to the film. I remember so. you we were watching the trailer together. You were looking over at me because I was making like some weird guttural noises at some of the shots. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Jessica, what about you? What did you think of the Batman trailer? So I love the direction that they are taking this. I think the people who are like, "Oh, it's not realistic," out of one scene, are like, "Okay, but did you see all the other scenes?" Did you see all of the rest of them? You know, it, it's the the colors that they're choosing to, to pop against the dark. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a huge Zoe Kravitz fan. I think that she is going to do excellent as Selena Kyle. Like, she, like, she wears those boots, man. Man, she wears those boots. Uh I'm very excited to see where this goes, and I'm excited to see how Robert Pattinson, I think he's got the Batman down. I'm curious how he's going to do, or how much we're going to see of Bruce Wayne. Um, we haven't seen very much of that so far, and I know that they talked about that a little bit in this. Or wait, was that a different behind? It was this behind the scenes where they were like, Bruce Wayne is the mm. outfit. Yeah. Right, okay. You know, and and I was I spent the last two, few days watching reaction trailers <laughs> or people doing reactions mm -hmm. to this, and and ah uh, man, it's one of the few things that just this brings me so much joy, just so much joy. Uh, you mentioned that I think it was interesting because they talked about like uh, you could see in the trailer where he's like, where he's like, I don't care what happens to me. Like he is definitely a 
This is a Bruce that he does not. He is a hundred percent about being Batman all the time now. He has no time for Bruce Wayne. Um, he like he just uses that as the mask, which is what how I prefer my Batman stuff. Like I prefer when you know he's Batman who happens to be Bruce Wayne, not Bruce Wayne who happens to be Batman. Like the Christian Bale movies, like I think those movies were about Bruce Wayne, and like he used Batman as a tool for like this one. I could tell with like how he makes the suit, like in the hallways when he's just taking gunfire straight up, like he does not care. Like he has made himself to where he is angry. He is gonna come at you. He does not care if you shoot him or not. He's gonna come to beat the crap out of you. Um, so I really like that raw energy. Um, so Hugo, what did you think? Yeah, I thought this was great, and um, and not to get to. Um martin scorsese about this but like i watched this and i was like look this is like the rest of this whole big thing was a whole bunch of content Mm -hmm. and and this is now they're showing what feels like they're just trying to do one film Mm. and we're taking this character and we're having an interesting take on it we we you know we are showing some a, a level of intricate design in the way we set up our shots and the way we use our cinematography then then you know a lot of the other DGI heavy movies maybe don't do as much um and in terms of just the character like my first takeaway was like oh this batman is really angry <laughs> like this guy is he, he feels like he has to do it and it, it it feels like a different take compared to bale because bale to some extent as you said he was all basically using the symbol of the bat to to achieve something larger mm-hmm. and this character feels like oh maybe he hasn't been batman for that long and maybe he's acting in anger more than than having a specific goal um and the movie itself i think it i mean i think but judging by the trailer you might uh, argue that maybe it's a little too close to nolan in terms of style and in terms of having like a realistic approach semi-realistic approach to the character mm. but i feel like it it really manages to blend some of the more out there like comic book ridiculousness that the Tim Burton movies had, like the fact that we have so many villains that are so you know very much the characters from the comics in a way that the Nolan movies always tried to ground them and make them very much more realistic. And mm. this, this is this does feel like it's taking the ridiculous ridiculousness in a good way and and putting it into a setting that feels gritty. I hate that word, but it fits. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is really exciting, and it just looks fantastic. And I don't know what they what their plans with this are. I hope they're just trying to make one great film and then see from there. I think they did say like this exists in its own thing, like yeah, which is awesome. That that's why I think what they need to because I know they said they they want to make this because I know they have like some like a Gotham this Gotham PD show they're doing for that. And I think they said they want to make more movies just with this thing. So, like, it's in its own contained thing. They're not going to have anything else yeah. come with it, which I think is interesting. Because I I stand by this. I think Batman movies exist. Like, if you look at comic book movies as a whole, obviously you've got the MCU and stuff. But, like, Batman exists as, like, its own thing. Like, even though if it's, like, DC, like, Batman films are always an event. Like, if you look at how the, the Nolan movies were... Uh, like that when the dark knight came out like this is like of course everyone's saying like it's not just a great comic book movie it's a good movie and i think that's what they they try to do they're just trying to make a f- 
good film about these characters. Like, you don't have to make it to where, like, oh, he's part of the Justice League and stuff. Like, no. This is arguably the most complex character in all of comics. And what do you do... How do you show a different facet of this character? Like, we're getting a Riddler that's like Zodiac Killer, which I think is interesting. Oh, I, we're not getting super flamboyant Riddler, which I love super flamboyant Riddler. Like, that's fun. But Riddler, like, he he is insane. Like, he wants people to guess his riddles. He wants to prove that he's better than everybody else. Which, like, this Riddler looks like he's going more after the corruption, which I know Matt Reeves, the director, talked about. Like, that's a big part of these movies is like Gotham is corrupt. Like that there's no there's no escaping that cuz like it's looking like he wants to make Gotham its own character, which is which is always very interesting. Which which is where to some extent the Nolan movies were lacking cuz they they forgot like that in wanting to make everything as realistic as possible Gotham just became New York and there was no, nothing particularly mm. unique about it. Quick intervention it became Chicago. Chicago, whatever. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm European. Give me a break. <laughs> but I, I take your point. But you know, it, it became generic, big metropolis, and there was nothing about that. You know, there was no nothing gothic about it. There was nothing particularly unique about it. And I, I think that's like its strength here is showing that this is a very corrupt place where like the people you think are there to help you or not. And I think that's what's just so interesting about it is like Batman does not care which side of the quote-unquote law you were on if you were a council person if you were a police if you're on the police if you're a district attorney and you're bad he's coming for you too you don't have to be dressed that you don't have to have a stick you don't have to be a supervillain. he's coming for you and like this looks i mentioned someone put it they're making what looks like batman like if you look at it from the everyone else's perspective penguin this is the bad guy like this is the boogeyman tonight. They're making Batman like scary again, like um, which I like, especially with the last shot like flipped and it's just he's walking and like the fire and oh man, so good, so yeah, so and, good. And I, and I think one thing that we've gotten a lot of, especially with the villains, um, and, and it, it rises and falls. You know, I've, I'm I'm 36 years old. There's been Batman movies my entire life, and they range from the you know, silly to the fantastical to the dark night, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and it's, it's nice to be getting back into a more, I don't want to say like grounded for the villains. Um, you know, Riddler is scary and, you know, he should be, he should be the <coughs> threatening character and, and, you know, Penguin as like this mob boss, that's who he always has been. He just, you know, kind of gained this, rather than like a nickname, he gained a theme, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm sure the animated series had a lot to do with that, you know? That that really was integral in a lot of us for who Batman is. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see this step away from that tone mm -hmm. to, um, you know, something where, I don't know, I can't get away from the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> because it has that feel to it uh, also lifted uh, charger Batmobile oh yeah he made that car to mess mess stuff up oh yeah <laughs> I love talk about 
a sorry. legitimate car. No, you're good. I was just saying I love that it's like a legitimate car for once and not just <laughs> like a like a tank or like a really comical shaped um semi like phallic vehicle or you know <laughs> like I, I it's mm-hmm. nice to see like an actual vehicle. Just, you know, really hyped up and amped up. But I think last two things is for me how perfect the casting of Paul Dano is because uh, I don't know if you've seen There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. um, but the just I get quiet, creepy vibes that the man is able to portray um, are I think perfect for what this version of the character is going for. And secondly, we talked about the cinematography, and the cinematographer for this movie is Craig Fraser. He shot Rogue One, he shot Dune, he shot Zero Dark Thirty, he shot Killing Them Softly, he shot Leon. Like, there's a... He only made beautiful-looking movies, and I'm really excited to see what he does with this. You you took the words right out of my mouth. I literally was about to bring, yeah, there's a reason why this thing looks so good, is because um, yeah. Greg Frazier. Uh, but uh, I just... It's so wild... Like how crazy this movie is, because I think cause I think Gene Park, uh, writer for the Washington Post, talked about there is no such thing as Batman fatigue, because I think for me like Batman exists in his own thing, like Batman, like there's a reason why he's probably one of the right there with Spider Man as like the most popular just character ever in comic books, and it's just you could go the cheesy route and say it's because he doesn't have superpowers, but it's it's that kind of goes into it like this dude is just a normal guy well, normal quote unquote <laughs> um but i think it's just batman himself you can make such you know quality movies with him because i think with the other ones you have to deal with powers and stuff whereas this one it's like how can we make this as i don't use the term boots to the ground like or grounded mm-hmm. and stuff like how can we make this as real as possible um but he's more human mm-hmm. which yeah that i think that's good i think that's a good thing batman like he's he just goes through so much um but oh man i'm getting chills just thinking about this trailer oh my god uh, it's just it's so good and it's like i said the batman trailer last year was the best superhero content i'd seen in all of 2020 uh so um stands with this one as well yeah. It's old news at this point, but um, the something in the way for for the trailer, the song to go, oh my god, so good, so well. And without like getting too like crazy comic book stuff, I know like there's gonna be some shots where we're probably going to the iceberg lounge that the penguin owns, and just and Batman is like he just jumps down and just like starts taking the pipe and beating the. I'm like, oh my god. Um, yeah. It's so weird to think who's under that makeup, I swear. Right? It's so weird that that's Colin Farrell. Yeah. Huh. I, I hope this movie gets an Oscar nomination for makeup alone. Uh, so. I was going to make a joke and be like, especially when Danny DeVito is still around and kicking, but you know. Mm-hmm. But, anyway. <laughs> um, but just, the Batman was easily the star of the show. Um, it's so wild that movie's in, you know, one, two, three, five months. So, um, it, it's crazy. I think Robert Pattinson is really going to do such good work with this. Especially with like him being so young. Like, as a, I think he's 35. That's perfect. 
Like right around the yeah. time Batman starts, so he's got like this anger that he still hasn't gotten over yet. So fantastic. So um, let's wrap things up here. What final thoughts on the dome, Jessica? I'm gonna start with you. Thought that they did a lot um, this year to highlight diversity in comics, in movies, in gaming, um, and I thought that was a really cool thing to see because we watched the whole thing. And there's a couple new books that I need to put on my on my you know wish 